morning, good morning. Hello, people. Good morning, good morning. Something, something yawning. Do you remember that? No, I have no idea what you're talking good about. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> My name is Borat. <laughs> I, I think you just made that up. I don't remember anything about yawning and morning. And the anyway. den, the den is yawning. Yawning is contagious. Whenever you see somebody yawning, <gasps> you can't stop yawning yourself, can you? Oh, don't start. <laughs> I'll try and pass it on. Spending the whole um, <laughs> podcast just yawning. Well, well, we were. <laughs> nice, okay, very we... nice. Right, stop talking about yawning. <laughs> I wasn't talking are about we, yawning. I was giving my Bora impression. <laughs> are we going to say anything interesting to our listeners this okay, week? Okay, fine, fine. I'll ask you a question. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a policeman solving crimes. No, <laughs> um, that's a very good question. And to which I don't really know the answer. I still haven't decided what mm. I'm going to do when I grow up. Um, as you know, I worked uh, in the university sector, but I don't think it was really, it was kind of a, it was obviously a conscious decision at one level, but it's not as though I grew up you know, during my teens, thinking, oh, the, I definitely want to work in a university. I definitely want to be an academic. <clears throat> I didn't really plan it at all. You know, I went to university and I kind stayed of... Stayed there. I kind of stayed there, really, partly because I couldn't think of anything else better to do. I mean, I think that's a bit of a limp, limp, limp excuse. But I started... Um, in the third year, uh, then as of now, um, very often you'd like do a research dissertation in your third year, and I did that, and I thought, oh, I really, really enjoyed doing this. I really oh, enjoy fun. doing. Yeah, I, I actually that was the best part of my degree, as far as I was concerned. Maybe you're one of the few people that actually really enjoyed that. And so I thought, oh, I'd quite like to do more of this. So. Um, then there was an opportunity to go on and do a PhD, which was kind of like more of the same. So Surely uh, you have to do your master's before your PhD. Uh, in those days, not necessarily. Um, no, I'm pretty much you do now. So you did your PhD at age 20? Well, 21, I think. But that's yeah. really young. Yeah, well, that's That's fine. not allowed. I think for your PhD, you need to have some real-life experience. Well, I can't. No, I had to have experience. I thought you'd have to do your master's in order to do no, but, a PhD. Um, you do now, pretty much. But um, when I was your age, that wasn't necessarily the case. A lot of people were allowed to go on and do a PhD straight after their undergraduate degree, of which I was one. And so I did that and... Um, just kept doing it. And just kept on doing it. I Before I was... Um, before I had finished my PhD, in fact, quite a bit before I'd finished my PhD, I was offered a full-time job. Um, so... I then did that, and it still just not answering on. my question. Though I said, "What did you want to be?" Like as a kid, I feel like, "What did well, you dream?" Okay, well, when I was a, when I was probably about fifteen or sixteen, actually, I wanted to be an artist. Mm. You know that I'm sure I've told you that before. Yeah, 
And so I spent a lot of time painting, and I did A-level art when I was quite young. Um, and um, I just liked the idea. And I think it wasn't anything to do with talent. I don't think I actually had a lot of talent as a painter. Agree to disagree. I think you're quite good. But... Um, you just what, don't believe in yourself. What, what, what I was um, seduced by was the kind of lifestyle this bohemian artist lifestyle. I think what I wanted to do is have that lifestyle. Have nude models modelling for no, you? I, 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 Drinking no, I and being a bizarre no, person? I, no, I, Cutting I, your ear off? Well, <laughs> I'm not sure about any of those things, but mm. I quite like the lifestyle. I like, you know, being... Um, I like the idea of being eccentric and dressing a little weird and... Mm. Um, uh, experimenting with with their things. Um, actually, I wasn't that interested in nude life models. In fact, I've never ever um, painted or drawn in front of a, a live model. Yeah. I'm not very. I'm not. Have very, you drawn humans? No, I'm really not very good. You're at more of a landscapey. I'm, mu I'm much more of a kind of interior yeah. landscapey. I can't really draw people either. Um, I, probably because I haven't got the. I probably didn't have the patience. Mm. Um, that's what like, I said. I, that's what I kind of meant. In that, I, you know, I'm not really that skilled as an artist. I was more attracted to the lifestyle. I think you are. I think you just don't give yourself enough credit. Well, and possibly I didn't work at it enough, and so I gave that up. And perhaps, you know, if I'd gone to art college, who knows? Life could have been entirely different. But I didn't. Because I keep trying to persuade you to paint with me but you won't no well that's because there's nowhere to paint really here no you're just coming up with excuses no, I'm not coming up with excuses. first time if was we got, don't have the right material yeah, and i said fine got, we'll you've buy got it to have a the right materials you've got to have b the right place you've got to have c the right attitude and, attitude. and unless you get all of those things in alignment i don't think it's going to work personally i'm not one of these kind of people who can just um so, no, well, but you know, I you know, think I've got a friend who goes out on his bike with his sketch pad and makes little drawings in the countryside every now and again, and that's great. But but I have to do it pretty much a hundred percent or not at all. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think you're also you're scared because you haven't done it in the years that it won't be good. Well, so you're not giving yourself the time to be bad at it and get back into it. No, it's like right. me expecting that. You know, I did about, what, six years of ballet, seven, eight? I don't remember now. And I tried to do a bit again. And I felt so embarrassed because I was like, this I could have done in three minutes years ago. And now it's like my brain doesn't can't communicate with my body. Like, I see it, but I can't do it. But I'm like, who cares? Why do I have to be embarrassed? I can do it if I enjoy it. Even though I might not be quite as yeah. good at it, and and undoubtedly part of you is right, but also it's about. I'm not going to judge you. Having, I don't. It's not a question about being judged. I want the time to devote to it. Okay, um, so would you do it again? Would you consider? Oh, I might do you know, when I feel I'm in the right frame of mind and I create the time to do it, and that's not something I've done. But yeah, I might very much go back to painting, but 
I don't want other things to get in the way. So, I mean, if I do it, I want to be able to devote myself 100% for a good few days in order to do it. All right. And, and it's partly because it's, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, painting is just like fun. It's not. It's hard work. Anything like that is hard work. And therefore, I want to create the time, A, to teach myself again. The technique. With some of the techniques and so on and so forth. It's not something I want to just dabble with, you know, uh, uh, for an hour a day. It's a bit like singing. You have to learn the technique. Well, there we go. Okay. Right. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, now I get it. Understand. I get it. I just feel like, from my perspective, I just think it's something you clearly enjoyed. And you're yeah, good but at also so. got fr- uh, um, But I got frustrated with it because I wasn't as good as I wanted to be. <sighs> and maybe I just. Gave I think it up you too judged. I think because you told me a story that you you had your work displayed somewhere. Yeah. And there was other people that were like twice your age, and you were like, uh, "I'm just not that good." Yeah. I'm not as good as them. Yeah, but. You were 16, and they were twice your age. Yeah, at least that, and more. And more. And you were displayed with them, like, that shows something. If anything, I you can take that as encouragement and be like, hey, I'm so good, I'm displayed with these people. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, oh, I'm not good. Like, it's just like me, yes, I know Beyonce is better than me, but there's no point me giving up just because she's better than me. There's space for everyone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's something very difficult to come to terms with. It wasn't doing something for me, if that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. And so I walked away from it and then... You know, got into other stuff. Simple as that, really. As long as you don't regret it, that's my kind of thing. Oh, God, no, I don't regret it at all. Then that's fine. Don't regret it at all. Have you ever thought of me as a frustrated artist? Don't answer that question. (laughs) Um, Before that, um, my mother always used to think when I was younger still, probably, I don't know, the ages of 12, 13, that I would end up owning an antique shop. Uh, that's a, Yeah, I can see that. Because you like collecting old crap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did so even at that early age. I mean, oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. I know lots of stuff that um, you might see around you. You've had um, stuff that I collected when I was 12, 13, and what have you. I used to go to loads of junk shops and jumble sales and what have you. And I used but to, I'm not sure you'd enjoy having a shop. No, God, no. Don't also, I don't think, I feel like if well, you. have to deal with customers <laughs> and be nice to them to start. I don't, think, I don't think that's the only thing. I think you'd collect all your stuff very preciously yeah. and then you, you wouldn't yeah, give like it to mag, anyone. <laughs> like a, it's not, do I mean magpie jackdaw or whatever? I, I don't know. One of those birds. So you'd be like, yeah, like no. No, go away, go away. <laughs> you're not allowed so to come into my value shop and buy things? God, <laughs> you, no. You're going to come in and, and worship them. You'd value everything very expensive yeah. so no one would actually buy it. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have made much of a living. <laughs> a 500-pound doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, um, that's the whole point. Yeah, I like to collect. It was there's a difference between collecting and dealing. Have you watched Gilmore Girls? No, I'm not sure. I have no. No, I don't I'm think sure you have. There's a character there, Mrs. Kim, a Korean lady, and she has an antique shop, and she's mm-hmm. very not rude, but you know, very straight. Right. Like, uh, how much for this? Five hundred. That's too expensive. Okay, five hundred. And then I don't remember. And then they're like, "Will you throw in the shipping?" She's like, "No, of course not. I won't." I don't. She's very like abrupt and yeah. straight and like hype. And she's like, "You break, you buy." That's her yeah. kind of. Yeah. And her room and the the store is like in the, her house, so you kind of like have to walk through. And it's like piles of piles of stuff. So people break stuff because they can't mm. move. She's like, "You break, you buy. You break, you buy." <laughs> yeah. So well. that would have been you. Uh, it would have indeed been me. So, um, so I haven't um, fulfilled any of these um, uh, possibilities. Um, uh, you did sell. What did you sell recently on Facebook Marketplace? You've been selling a few things. Oh, they weren't antiques. But things. none of your antiques. No, no, no. But I no. think. Would you enjoy valuing stuff? Um. Yeah, I, I quite. I'd quite like, actually. I think, actually, you could. I I'd, think I'd you quite just like going round um, junk shops, whatever you want. I to call think them. you would be the one to collect the stuff, yeah, and bring them to the shop, but not the one in the shop. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be the. But you'd have to try to not get attached. I'd quite. I'd, what I quite like the idea of is if somebody wanted. Um, uh, let's say a, a a wonderful antique mirror to look to for it. in a certain place. I'd like to be the saucer, if that's a... yeah, yeah. Mm. So when I get a nice flat, then you can pay me to... in London. You'll want to go with me to find stuff. No, no, no. You can you can employ me to do that for you. Or. <laughs> I can just pay for the item. Yeah, or you could just go online yourself. <laughs> I mean, this is the problem is that now you can go online mm. and people don't need those. Yeah, people. but for antique stuff, though, you still kind of need to do the digging. Mm, yeah, it's a I think I think there's people there. that do that, though, and they have to have the connections of like, oh, I think I saw something in that shop, like mm. to know where to go. Mm. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm a failed artist and... Um, I don't know, a closet closet antique um, buyer that never really kind of came off. Hmm. So what about you? I wanted to be a singer. You wanted to be, that sounds as though... And then I wanted to be a vet until we did chemistry and physics at school. I was fine with biology, actually. Basically, you like... Stroking animals, not cutting them up. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I, I remember very specifically, I was going somewhere and I walked past a vet and I looked in and they were doing surgery. And I was just like, I just couldn't do that. You know, seeing the animal cut open. Just, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I can't. No, no, thank you. Um, whereas I enjoy, I feel like, Yes, I wanted to be a vet until I did chemistry at school, and I was just like, do you know what? I can't be asked with this. 
Because you just didn't like chemistry and stuff. I like the experiments. I like. But is it chemistry or biology? Presumably more. I don't know. Well, I think you have to. Well, I realise to get to veterinary school, you have to have good grades in all of the sciences. Vets are incredibly um, well qualified. Exactly. So I was kind of okay with biology, but then with chemistry, I struggled after a certain point. So I was just like, hmm, hmm. But I enjoy the experiments. That's the thing. I feel like I understand stuff practically quite easily. Hang on a minute. I bought you a chemistry set. Yeah. We tried to do something. Yeah, about eight years later. <laughs> um, you didn't use it at all at the time. That's because I needed adult supervision. Uh, That's exactly why we didn't use it, because we never had the time to use it. So we used it now. And still failed. Actually, the ones that you just kind of put stuff in and saw the tube kind of liquid change colour worked. Yeah. I think the, kind the of elementary. the first ones, yeah, the elementary ones. But then we tried to make crystals. That didn't really work, did it? Didn't we? We haven't had... I I don't think I want to give up until I actually make a crystal. I also... I just don't see the point. <sighs> Same with physics. I don't see the... I don't... I get it, but I also don't. So I I think I just didn't enjoy the science lessons as much. And then when I realised that to be a vet, you needed to really, really get the sciences and have... I would stop at the class at sciences. I would stop at physics. I would stop at... Um, physics? Maths, yeah. Ugh. I just really just didn't like them. I could do it. Fine. I just... You said you were top of the class? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but when you did physics, did they give you the... um? Not equations, do you know what I mean? Uh, well, you had that in maths. I was top of the class in maths as well. No, I mean, in physics, there's like a the kind of standard rule equation. So then the exercise would give you, like, oh, yeah, this like is this, this is this. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. Were you given them? Because we no, had, had to, to memorise them. them. Yeah, you had to, yeah, you had to memorise them. Because I, I, yeah, I found out that here... Kids nowadays don't memorise most of them, whereas in Greece we had to memorise everything. Yeah, and that's um, where it pissed me off. I, different when I was at school. Because I was just like, I just, I'm not going to memorise ten rules and ten and blah, ugh. That's, I think that's what really put me off, to be honest. Uh, but that's also why I found it very easy. I don't like memorising stuff for the sake of memorising stuff. I'd also get that with ancient Greek one of my teachers, um, he'd give us tests and one of the times would be like grammar and then the next time would be like interpret the text. Interpret the text, 10 out of 10, whatever it is, you know, top marks. Grammar, 5, 3, 2. One. <laughs> And he'd Lift come to, and before like we were given our marks, he'd say, "Okay, I'm um, I'm allowing everyone to retake the worst test, you know, to kind of raise your marks." And I and he'd come to me and be like, "Please retake this." And I'm like, "No." He's like, "It's so stupid because you're getting top marks and then the worst marks and then top marks and then the worst marks. Why?" And I was like, "Cause I hate memorizing stuff. 
I don't see the point of memorizing it for the sake of memorizing it. And if I did, I'd probably just write it. I'd probably just cheat basically on memo stuff that I had to memorize a lot of. Mm. Whereas, well. like interpreting stuff, like I, I'm fine with remembering. There's a difference of kind of remembering, like for example, in history, kind of remembering the story, and maybe memorizing a few dates very specifically. But it's more remembering, not memorizing, to kind of just repeat. I feel like I don't like pointlessly memorizing stuff. Right. So that's why you didn't become a vet. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah. Um. I think it was actually more straightforward. You just didn't actually like the idea of cutting up animals. Yeah, I think I'd like to work in like a shelter or RSPCA type of thing. Or actually, I want to have my own shelter in Greece because we have a stray animal problem. So I'd like to create one. Bet you do. So I'd like to create an RSPCA sector in Greece. Is there not an RSPCA in Greece? No, it's only like local kind of NGOs with no funds. Mm. So it's basically someone who bought a piece of land and are trying to do that job, but there isn't a big national. kind of national so it's company. Not a national organization. No. And that's what I'd like to do. Hmm. So once I make money as a pop that suggests, star. That suggests it's a cultural thing. It's <sighs> that people just can't be bothered. That's. I don't know. I feel like the problem just got really out of hand really quick. If that makes sense. And there's stray dogs and cats everywhere in Greece. Yeah, but I think the problem just kind of escalated very quickly because people didn't... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Spay? Spay? Um, oh, you mean they didn't have their doggies... Snipped? Um, yeah. Um, well, basically it's a... a um, Spade. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, but you don't have that with stray dogs, do you? Well, the Unless stray dog are... must have belonged to someone, and then the problem is then they haven't well, been spayed and let go, and then they multiply. Why would it have been? No, but the the dogs are copulating in the wild, and what, sorry, why? So you think they were wild to begin with? Well, I don't know. There must be. There's so many of them that I'm, I assume. That well, anyway, are. I think the problem is they're multiplying. That's the whole problem. They will. Yeah. And also, I think with the economic crisis, people, if their dog has puppies, throw them out. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah. Anyway, that's my I'd like to do. Right. I feel like there's I have loads of things I'd like to do. So I think the point is, yeah. become pop musician, have like really hit songs, Maybe write a good Christmas song to have. <laughs> a good Christmas song as opposed to all the multiple bad Christmas songs that we have. Because <laughs> as we've talked, actually it wasn't on the pod, but we were talking about um, how Christmas songs are a very good source of income. Uh, yeah, and it's what? It's uh, April, so you should start writing, writing it yeah. now um, for next Christmas. And then I'll have money to do... All these philanthropic things I want to do. Well, after you've um, looked after your father. 
Yeah. Make you an art studio. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so how did you end up wanting to do music? Just because you couldn't become a vet, so you thought, oh, I better do music. No, I, want, I think I wanted to do both of the things, actually. Uh, I think I've always wanted to do music, and then I'm sure someone discouraged me, you know, as a kid. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, how are you going to make it, blah, blah, blah. So then, as I grew up, as I went to high school, I said, oh, I'm going to do psychology. Yeah, I remember you talking about And then psychology. my plan was to connect it with music therapy. So then relate singing with that. And then as the time got close, I was like, you know what? I like psychology, but I just don't... I don't know. I think if I go to uni, I should do something I'm going to enjoy more than this. Well, I remember having that discussion. Because I like psychology, but again, I didn't like the memorising part. When you were also <laughs> having to chew. <laughs> How do you learn scales then? I, I think it's different parts of the brain. I don't, I think, I don't like, uh, but here's the thing. I remember lyrics. Uh, you remember lyrics like ridiculously. I mean, all you have to do is listen to a song once. And, and I remember, remember lyrics years and years. Exactly, and years which is, I think it's just different parts of the brain. Yeah. I don't know. Like I find I really like psychology and I still read about it and and I still remember cases and stuff and I still find it very interesting and the theories and everything. And I still might go back to it. I think music therapy. But I I don't know. Oh. But your mother, you realize this uh, and I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn, but she was for example was very unkeen on you doing music as a career? Well, I don't remember specifically, but that's what I mean. I think a lot of people are very doubtful. So then I became doubtful and kind of let it go because I was like, oh, that's like a fever dream. Like, it's not a serious career, which means that people must have told me this. And then I believed it. So then I said, okay, well, what's stable? Psychology is stable. And your mother was very worried. Um that oh if you do if you study music at university you'll never get a job and you know, what you're gonna do to I think that's what ev that's what everyone told me and all of this like well you that's, know yes, why can't you have music I don't think it was can I speak yes, yes I know can. what you're saying but I don't think it was mum specifically I think it was people telling this to mum and then mum saying it to me and then so I'd, I'm I'd, just telling you what she told me. I think it was a general worry. So I don't think she never specifically said to me, no, don't do it. But I think I could pick up that everyone was very hesitant because obviously the job stability in Greece is very difficult. So everyone was just like, so what are you going to do then? It's a useless degree. You're not going to do anything with it. Um, well, I actually argued on your behalf. I said, um, you should be allowed to follow your heart your heart and i i think i'm quite proud of myself for actually doing it if i'm being quite honest because i think it took a lot of effort for me to because then all of a sudden i was like no i'm doing music i'm not doing psychology so then i had to study really hard to get my harmony degree get my um yeah i know that was theory part, degree that was part of the deal of you making that choice yeah like i'd spend all my break times like writing harmony exercises i'd have voice lessons like two times a week or whatever um 
I think I worked quite hard to do it. And I think I think I'm very proud of myself for actually doing the degree in that and not just succumbing to the kind of oh it's not financially stable, it's not a good career choice, oh no one thinks I can do it. Like I did it. <laughs> well, you've done the degree, you've now got to keep to, going. To keep on yeah. going. I'm, I haven't yet. quite reached a point to be like, ha, proved you wrong. Look at me, I'm making tons of money. Yeah, well, <laughs> opens your dog donkey sanctuary, san- sanctuary, factory, sorry. You haven't opened your donkey <laughs> sanctuary yet no. in Greece. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's the kind of problem with the arts. I think a lot of people, because it is a confidence thing, and I think at a young age sometimes it's difficult to have confidence in yourself. So if no one else has confidence in you, then a lot of people give it up because the kind of idea is like, well, what are the chances of you making it? What are the chances of you being that good? Like it's not a stable career but and all of this kind of th- stuff. I don't think it's also necessarily totally about talent either. Um, I think a lot of it's about opportunity rather than talent. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is that um, you get the feeling that... Um, Again, I don't know anything about the music industry, but I get the feeling it's a bit like an iceberg mm-hmm. where there are lots of people who uh, are active in music in one form or another, but it's only the tip of the iceberg you ever see. It's only the tip yeah. that's uh, ever popular, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think it does really change from... And I don't want to sound rude, but I do believe that in some of the arts, it is very much about who your parents are, how much money you have, how you can buy yourself into this kind of circle. Not always, not always, but I do think it is opportunities maybe, being oh, there at the right time. at the. It's certainly having an, the opportunity, and part of that is, as you say, supporters, whether it be parents or relatives or friends or whatever, you know, having the right education, having the right background, um, but also making the... You know, making the most of the opportunity. Mm. And I think it's having the confidence. Mm. You've got to, because you've got to sell yourself. You've got to yeah. really push yourself out. And and that's where I think it's difficult, particularly for a lot of young people, because they don't necessarily know how to start. And of course, the whole thing is completely and utterly changed from when I was your age, when, uh, I mean, I actually rode it for a band for a, a short while. I say roaded, I you know, I would help them uh set up and um set down after gigs and stuff. Um but the point was is that in order to be successful then you started playing. You know, you were playing pubs, you spend start playing small clubs, you would then look for booking and after you had actually been playing for quite a while, you might get a record deal. Yeah. And somebody might sign you up on a label. Um, so you're looking for your first big break. Then you might get an album out. Um, whereas now, well, your your case in point, you don't need to be discovered. You don't need to be found in quite the same way. You can actually release your own music mm. in the hope that it will get picked up. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's. I think confidence is a big thing of what I'm learning of like 
selling yourself and being sure of yourself and not cutting yourself short, not being the one that's stopping you. So you kind of have to ignore, if you don't have a support system, then you have to be your own support system. And so I think... I think also where it's difficult for you is that you're doing it by yourself. You're a singer-songwriter. You know, mm-hmm. you compose, you sing, you do everything yourself pretty yeah. much. Whereas um, the musical people I knew when I was your age, they were all part of the band, basically. They were... Yeah, they were a group of four, and you get the people. support anytime you feel doubt. Then, well, and they all, you know, they they almost lived together the whole time. Mm-hmm. They wrote together, they played together, they rehearsed together, and they went on stage together. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but do you remember? This a few years ago, we went to a gallery in Chelsea. Oh yeah, um, and this is where the concept of like and this. I don't think we should say his name. I don't remember his name anyway. But he did this kind of exhibition, which, in my opinion, was mediocre. You're talking about a well-known artist. Who I will know. Go nameless. He will remain nameless. I kind of liked the concept, but I just didn't think. I don't know. Um, and his parents are very well off. Was that not the case, that he's from a very good family? Yes. And I thought, the only reason he's booked a very good gallery in Chelsea is because of he has the finances to do so. uh, Well, he was part of a smart Chelsea set. Um, They also, uh, there was a a link to a famous pop band as well, which will also remain nameless. Well, but that's what I mean. He had all these connections and resources and he had mediocre art in a very good gallery. And that's a massive step forward. I think a number of people might say it's not mediocre. But the point you're making is well made. And that is he could promote himself in a way because he had a network. Yeah. Yeah. But Fine, is it, maybe. Is, is that not true in music The interpretation well? of art is up to whoever. So maybe I thought it was mediocre, but someone else thought it was genius. But personally, I was just like, I think you're here because of your connections rather than the. But is that not true in yeah. so many walks of but life? But that's what I'm saying. Like, it is very much about opportunities and having that. But so, so many, so much of employment. Uh, works that way yeah unfortunately. yeah no uh, um that's what i think sometimes in the arts it can feel about and whether that's why white parents or relatives maybe get a bit worried is when they don't have that kind of they can't help you in that kind of way does that make sense yeah of course it makes and sense. and i feel like in the arts it's difficult it's not like you know oh just go and study business because we have a shop so then you can take the shop and you'll be financially stable you'll take over the family business if that makes sense whereas I feel like with the arts sometimes parents feel like they can't help if they're not in the industry because they're like I don't know how to help you I don't have the connections I don't have the yeah but I don't think that's true of just the arts Uh, a number of people don't follow in their parents footsteps or, you know, the vast majority of people do not have parents who can necessarily support them either financially or through finding 
jobs, opportunities, you name it. I think in Greece it's quite a cultural thing that you do follow your parents' footsteps, which is why I think it was such a big thing that I didn't. Not just me. I think it's a... If I think about a lot of my friends, a lot of them follow in their parents' footsteps. If their family has a business, you do something related. You're also particularly talking... You um, had, shall we say, a middle-class... Uh, education and therefore you went to school with a lot of people whose parents had businesses mm. um, you know, had you gone to a very different less privileged school then it might your view might yeah be yeah no different. but I still think it is a very much a cultural thing that you do you kind of I don't know I don't know maybe I'm talking crap um so yeah, I'm quite proud of myself for standing up for young me and doing a music degree, regardless. I wanted to go on to X Factor or something when I was about 10. Really? You never told me that? Yes, I did. I very specifically remember this. I don't. I very specifically, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was your partner at the time, and I said, I want to go and do it. And she said, fine, write a song tomorrow. And I wrote a song. Really? I very specifically remember writing a song. I don't remember any of this. Maybe you weren't there. And then I never went to X Factor. See, that's disheartening well, as a maybe child. Maybe you should have had the conversation with me and I would have helped to promote you. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's all set up anyway. Maybe right. I should go on X Factor. Or like The Voice. There's so many of those things now. Britain's got talent. America's got talent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think all of that is actually not so much about talent at all. But uh, uh, No, it's about persona, having a nice sad story persona. that people are going to enjoy. Yeah. And having a certain look. Yeah. No, some of them are very talented, not to discredit, but I do think, you know... You have a sappy story, you have something. You've got to have everything to go together. Yeah. Uh, Someone told me that they, now I don't know which show this was for, they invited them. They were a band and they said, we want you to come. They said, you won't come out first, you'll come out third. Like it was all planned out. They they kind of told them. Really? Yeah. Changing the subject slightly, do they have... Well, obviously not Britain's Got Talent, but do they have a similar thing in Greece? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's gone global. Hmm. They do have it in Greece. I actually know someone who's on The Voice, I think. I don't know. So there's a Greek The Voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think they're everywhere now. I think they're global. Hmm. But is it one big franchise then? Oh, probably. Hmm. Someone's made a huge amount of money out of it. Is it Simon Cowell? Yeah. <laughs> Out, definitely, he's made an awful he's lot made of money. He's made an awful lot of money. Mm. Although his fun, his face looks a bit funny now. Um, he's had Botox because he's trying to look the same I as he did before. I can't possibly comment on that. I'll show you him. Well, I, no, it's not, I don't. I'm not saying I disagree. I just don't want to get sued. Oh, <laughs> uh, should I have not have said that? But I think, but I think he's got the persona. Oh, a very talented man. I mean, you know. I don't know if he's actually that kind of rude, but he's got the persona. 
Yeah, I mean... He's got the persona he's, he's down. He's made that, yeah. that kind of formula, if mm. you see what I mean. Mm. Uh, and can't take it away from him. You know? Yeah. Um, the show without Simon would is not, would not a, yeah, have been exactly. the show almost. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. And, yeah, whether you got, like it or not, yeah, that's the whole point. It was very mm. much based around him. And it's very much based around, will you... Will he like you? And if he doesn't, will yeah. you prove him wrong? Yeah. yeah. That's the whole point of the show is yeah. proving Simon wrong if he doesn't like you. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Does he live here or in America? I have no idea. Never met the man. Um, he how prob- did he, he probably start? Has house- he probably has houses all over the place. How did he even start? Like, um, how did he end up? Does like does he sing? How what's given him the thing to judge people? I don't know. Maybe was he, he an actor? Maybe he just literally came up with a formula. Isn't that how weird that we don't know? Maybe how... he was a talent scout. I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe I should look him up. See you how up. like how the hell did he? What gives him the qualification he promote, to judge? He clearly he clearly persuaded some channel, some television producer that this was a good idea and he was right to do so because it was a bloody good idea and has never, ever looked back. Because he's not a singer because sometimes they'll have like singers there. So obviously yeah. they have more criteria to judge singing. But what's his... Oh, maybe I should look him up, see what he's... What yeah. Simon... What's what his, his credentials are. Yeah, what are well, his credentials? Well, at the end of the day, he may not have any. He just simply was the man who came up with the idea, and um, nothing wrong with that. Let me... Anyway, we're kind of meandering backwards and forwards a little bit. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just trying to Google it very quickly. Uh, my, English my television personality entrepreneur and record executive. Oh yeah, he's also got all the. Yeah, it does, he's signed the all point. the people. Yeah. That was the whole point that if you went on those programs, he'd sign you. You would then almost belong to uh, his company. Pop Idol, X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, American Idol, X Factor US, America's Got Talent, X Factor Israel. And so it goes on. I'm not sure listeners really want to... Chief executive in British Entertainment Company. So, I don't know. He's got... After some success in the 1980s and 90s as a record producer, talent scout and consultant. Okay, so he was a So that's what he did then. Right, I'm not going to read the whole... But that's what his beginning was, basically. A scout. So he was working in the area Mm -hmm. and essentially televised what he was doing. And great idea. Mm. Well, there we go. There we go. So, um, so maybe we should become Simon Cowell. Well, no, you, but you don't want to be Simon Cowell. What you want to do is to be your own um, performer. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. So, so, um, you didn't, I don't think you really quite explained though. What? <laughs> why, why you wanted. To be a vet? No, we've gone vet, we've done vet. Go, leave the vet Psychiatrist? No, why you really wanted. The point is that uh, 
music. I like music. It yeah, inspires I but that doesn't me. I like all elements fine, of it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that translates in you being a composer and a performer. Well, I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure out oh. what I, is I Like, I know I want to sing, but I also like the whole kind of area of like learning about it or like learning new things writing how it comes together like I enjoy all the elements of it so we'll see where I fit in I don't bloody know if I knew yeah so I well okay this was a revelation to me I thought you had actually decided that you wanted to be a singer-songwriter yeah but that also doesn't mean I can't explore other options I might end up teaching, I don't know, and creating at the same time. Like, I feel like I like all of the sides of it Right. so far. So it's evolving. Yeah, I feel like I also need to grow up because I feel like I haven't, well, I, I had my recitals, but I haven't performed by myself in so long that it just doesn't feel quite real well, yet. But you're also trying to pursue a career at the most difficult time when, you know, people are not allowed to go to concerts, they're not allowed to... Yeah. Um, but even though I've booked my first concert. Yeah. <laughs> of which more later. Yeah. Well, it's in a month. I know. Be there or be square. Yes. Um, are you? Maybe you should tell people what the details are. Uh, May 22nd. Go on my Instagram to figure it out. Oh, okay. And check the. And how yeah. do people get into your Instagram? My Instagram is at Elilav underscore. So that's E double L I E L A V E underscore. That's oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And you just go into Instagram. Yeah, but, they'll find but, the but a lot information. Of people don't have Instagram. Well, if you don't have Instagram, get Instagram. <laughs> Um, I think it's sold out anyway. <laughs> so maybe after that. Yeah, okay. There'll be more, don't worry. Well, one would hope so. There'll be more. Good. So on that note of self-promotion, we should probably end. Uh, yeah, follow us, uh, subscribe, like, share it with your friends if you enjoy listening to us. Uh, anything else? And we'll see you on May the 22nd. We'll see you next week. Possibly discussing uh, the Yorkshire Ripper. Yes, okay. Maybe crime stuff. So look out for that. Peace and love. Talk to you next week. Bye.